0: Recorded live. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy just thinking about what he's done for me. It's in my hands, my feet. I'm talking about what he's done for me. I get joy just thinking about... What he's done for me. Joy just thinking about what he's done for me. I get joy just thinking about what he's done for me. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you. Once again, in the mighty and the precious name of of Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, Headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do pray that the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. Uh, We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I hope you are glad in this day that the Lord has made. Uh, For those of you that were with us last time, you know, we began a topic, no truth in them. And we looked at the scripture in 1st John chapter 1 and verse 8, how the, the scripture led us to know That if we claim to be without sin, two things come into focus. One, we deceive ourselves. And number two, the Bible says there is no truth in us. The Holy Spirit. One of the first things that he will do inside of you and inside of me is reveal our sin to us. It's a terrible tragedy for anyone that attempts to deal with the sin in others. And has not yet been made aware of the sin within them. When we allow God to show us our shortcomings, show us our flaws, show us our failures and sins, we can have compassion. On others as they deal with their shortcomings and flaws and sins. But if we are thinking that we have no sin and that everybody else uh, has sins but us, then we become modern day Pharisees modern-day hypocrites. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that we will not be modern-day hypocrites, modern-day Pharisees. Sin is a reality in our lives, even as children of God. Uh, You can deal with sin in one of two ways. You can overreact to it or you can underreact to it. Individuals that overreact to sin, uh, you know, give sin more power than it has. God, Christ, has set us free from sin positionally. In other words, when God looks at us, he sees the precious blood of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Even though we are not perfect, even though we have not been made perfect, God sees the blood of his Son. So we don't want to uh, overreact to sin. But then we don't want to underreact to sin. And In other words, uh, not understand or not acknowledge the reality of it in our lives. You know uh, this is part of the reason why we need Jesus constantly and continuously, not only to forgive us of our sins, but to help us overcome. And deal with our sins. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister. Is that. uh, we, We all will have the right. Understanding of this thing. Called sin. That we won't deny the truth. And we won't lie about the truth. You know, uh, denying it, trying to act like it doesn't exist or it's not there. Uh, God is not pleased. Now, we wanted to take a look today at the book of John. Chapter 16. With a special focus on verse 13. John. John. Chapter 16, with a special focus on verse 13. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Once again, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Come, praise the living God. Now, we are continuing on our theme, no truth in them, no truth in them. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, we do praise you, we give you glory for this is the day that you have made. Speak to us, Heavenly Father. We want to hear your spirit. We want to know your will. Forgive us of anything we have said or done that is not pleasing in your sight. Forgive us of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You see what we don't see, Heavenly Father. You know what we don't know, and you do what we cannot do. We need you today to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We need you today, Father, that we might endure sound doctrine. Have your way in our midst today, Father. We will forever give your name glory the honor, and the praise. These and all of the blessings we ask and count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, Let God's people say, Amen. Amen and Amen. As we look at John chapter 16, Saints, we see the Apostle John dealing much like the Apostle Paul. Paul prophesied thousands of years into the future and described the day and the events that you and I are living in today. Paul said the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn aside from the truth and turn aside to myths. Paul prophesied just what we are living, just what we are experiencing today. Well, John does very similar. He says that a time was going to come for us when individuals led by the adversary, not led by the Spirit of God, they will put you out of the synagogue. Look at verse 1. He said the time is going to come. You know, the Spirit of God was warning us, letting us know ahead of schedule just where a lot of the deception of the adversary was going to take place. Bible doesn't say They were going to put you out of the club or they were going to put you out of, uh, you know, the beer parlor or they were going to put you out of they said they will put you out of the synagogue. The synagogue was the place where the Jews were to meet supposedly to hear from God, supposedly to receive. Revelation from God, supposedly to get closer to God. John says they're going to put you out of the place where God is supposed to be worshipped. Now, John says this is under the spirit of God. John is prophesying to us. John says a time is coming when anyone who kills you As children of God now, being killed, would think that they are offering a service to God. Now, what we see here is how the adversary has basically flipped things all the way around. And my brother and my sister, that is what he wants to do, and that is what he's going to do. To a large degree. In these last days. Things will be just the opposite. Of the way. God. Wants them to be. I want to encourage you. Child of God. Hold on. To the way God. Wants things. To be whether men are with you. Or whether they are against you. Whether you are popular. Whether you are unpopular, hold on to the way God wants things to be. Scripture says that people will kill us as children of God and think. Well, why would they think they're offering God a service? These are individuals who don't know God. These are individuals who don't really know God. God And when people don't really know God, the adversary is able to lead them astray and have them thinking that they are serving God. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice is that we will hear the true voice of God. That's not what the Bible says in verse three. The Bible says they will do such things because they have not known the father or me. You say, apostle, what is the scripture letting us know that when we don't really know the voice of God? We don't really know the voice of Christ. We don't really have the Holy Spirit. Then we can commit some of the most heinous atrocities. And the adversary is then able to tell us that we are doing just what God wants. May that not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. John says, I told you so that when their times come, so that when their times come, you will remember that I warned you about them. Now, John goes on to talk about so many things that. The adversary would be doing through men and women in the last days, but he goes on down, and when he gets to verse twelve, he says something that is that is very important and very important for uh, us as ministers, preachers, apostles, bishops, pastors, elders, overseers. John writes in verse 12, as he goes much deeper into uh, the depravity of men and women in the last days, and, and he also goes into... uh what the holy spirit wants to do in the lives of men and women he says in verse 12 he 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 pumps the brakes a little bit children of god and he says i have much more to say to you john says the holy spirit has given me a lot of revelation a lot of inspiration here a lot of things that can be shared But he says to him, he says, but it is more than you can now bear. One thing we have to keep in mind, children of God, is that every one of us has a level of the truth that we can bear. Every one of us as children of God, we have a level of. Of the truth. That we can bear. John said I have much more to say to you. In other words the Holy Spirit has more than what he's giving you. Keep in mind always keep in mind my brother and my sister. That the Holy Spirit. Has more. Than what he is giving. To us. No matter what. Degree and what level of revelation, and no matter how much the Holy Spirit may be sharing with you, sharing with me, always remember, child of God, that the Holy Spirit has a lot deeper things to say than what He has said to us. John says, I have much more. I have much, much more. In other words, John said, the Holy Spirit has even revealed to me more than what I'm sharing with you. Jesus didn't share everything with the crowds during his earthly ministry. Jesus, and what's in my spirit is there was one ministry that Jesus had for the public. There was another ministry Jesus had for his disciples and his apostles. You know and 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 I even see the Lord doing that uh, with me as I go into different countries and 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 you know as the Spirit of God shares with me the level of the the people that I have the privilege of ministering to and and begins to let me know certain things I can say and certain things not to say, Jesus would share one level of a revelation with the crowds. Or with the public, but then when he got his disciples in private, Jesus would often go much deeper. And then there would be times when he would take even among the disciples. Now, here's what you've got to understand, children of God, that even among us as children of God, God has different levels that he deals with us. There would be times Jesus would speak to his disciples. But then there would be times when Jesus would take Peter, James and John, show them something, talk to them about something that was on an even higher level than what he gave to his disciples as a whole. My prayer for you, child of God, is not just. That you will be a disciple. We thank God. For everyone. That is a disciple. But my prayer is that God. Will take you into. The deeper things. God wants to take. You and I. Into. Deeper truths, Deeper revelations. You know. Every child of God. Is at a level. You know. You have many babes in Christ. Just like you look at human beings. Just like us as human beings. Every human being you see is at a different level. You go to the mall. And just look around. You'll see human beings. At different levels. Some human beings. You may see some babies. There. Mother is pushing a baby in the baby carriage. That's a level. They'll see some little children running around in the mall. That, that's a level. You'll see some teenagers there. With That's a level. You'll see some young adults there. But that's a level. You'll see some older adults or some middle-aged adults. That's a level. And you'll see some older adults. Every human being is at a different level. Naturally, thank you, Holy Spirit. God says naturally and spiritually. What you see in the natural, there is a corresponding in the spiritual. Now, here's the thing, children of God, and I want you to keep this in mind. Because what you see a person as in the natural is not always what that person is in the spiritual. And this is what threw off many of the religious leaders of, in Jesus's day. Jesus was not even 50 years old. He was not even, I remember he was 30, 30, 30 years old. But he spoke with a wisdom that was far above his chronological age. You say, Apostle, what does this mean? This means that we may be one age in the natural, but be another age or another level in the spiritual. Jesus was not even 50 years old. In fact, the religious leaders, they reminded him of that on one occasion when Jesus said that their father was the devil and the deeds of their father they wanted to do. They, they reminded, they said, You're not even 50 years old. So, in the physical or in the natural, Jesus was a young man. But in the spiritual, he spoke with a wisdom that was eternal. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister, that you will speak with a wisdom. The wisdom, thank you, Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God is eternal. Let me say that again. The wisdom of God is eternal. God wants you and I to speak, to operate, to move with a wisdom that is eternal. So what a person may be in the natural. Or what age or at what uh, status a person may be in the natural may not always be what they are in the spiritual. This is why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why the Bible tells you and I to know no man by the flesh. In other words, don't get to know somebody because they 20 or 30 or 40 or you know, or because they're a male or because they're a female or because they're black or because they're white. God says, don't know no man by the flesh, but by the spirit. In other words, my brother and my sister, we need to take the time to find out what spiritual level. Where is that person? Where is him or he or, or she in the spiritual May you and I take the time to get to know one another by the spirit. And what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is there were so many people in Nazareth where Jesus had been brought up that missed blessings. That missed the blessings of God through Jesus because they wanted to know him and remember him by the flesh instead of getting to know him by the spirit. Luke chapter four, when Jesus went back to Nazareth, where he had been brought up and began sharing what God had placed within him, the people were amazed. They were amazed at his wisdom. They were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. They were amazed. They wanted to know, where did this man get this wisdom? And then they began to ask themselves, wait a minute now, isn't this Jesus? Aren't his mother and brother's With us, they went back to who he was in the flesh. The Bible says they took offense at him. So Jesus was not able to do many miracles and share much of the wisdom of God with them because they wanted and kept going back to him in the flesh. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister take the time to know your brother or your sister, by the Spirit. The blessings that you have for me, the blessings that I have for you, are through our knowledge and understanding and comprehension of each other in the Spirit. In the flesh, everything you have for me is no good. In the flesh, everything I have for you is no good. But in the spirit, what you have for me is a blessing to my life. And in the spirit, what I have for you is a blessing for your life. My prayer for every every soul that I see in here with me today, God bless all of you. I see uh, some of the pastors from Nairobi and, and I see India and, and so many different places. And I praise God for each of you. I I do not believe that you are here for what I have to offer you in the flesh. I am not here for what I have to offer in the flesh. But in the spirit, this is where our true blessings are, children of God. In the spirit is where you will find that job that God has for you. In the spirit is where you will find that wife or that husband. That God has for you. In the spirit. Is where you will find that revelation. That in. In the the spirit. The Lord is, is, is. Sharing something with me. If we ever lose. Our keys. I've seen it on many different continents around the world. I've done it right here at the Christian Center right here. Lost my keys, car keys, house keys, whatever. The thing about when we lose our keys, those keys are only in one spot. Now, we may spend time looking for our keys in our car, When they're not there, we may spend time looking for our keys in our jacket or in our clothing when they're not there. We may spend time looking for our keys in uh, so many places that they are not. But once we look for those keys in the right place. You say, Apostle, what are you? Letting us know today in life, once we start looking for our blessings in the right place, see, sometimes we're looking for our blessings in a man. Sometimes we're looking for our blessings in a woman. Sometimes we're looking for our blessings in money or in jobs or in drugs or in the club. We're looking for our blessings in the wrong place. But once we look for our keys and the natural, let me let me just deal in the natural. Once we look for our keys, there have been times I've lost my keys and my keys have been in my drawer. Once I look for them in the right place. I'm able to come in contact with them. I'm able to find them, to receive them. Once we look for the blessings of God in the right place, we are ready to move. We are ready to move. Once I find my keys, if I've lost my keys to my house or my keys to my vehicle, once I find them, now I'm ready to get in that vehicle and drive or now I'm ready I've lost my house keys, but once I find them, now I'm able to come into the house, come into the church, come into places that I couldn't go before. So it is in the kingdom of God. Once we look for the things, the keys, the blessings of God in the right place, we will find them and we will be able and ready to go to the next level. May you move to the next level. May God usher you into his next level of blessings for you. Every one of us, listen to me children of God, every one of us has a next level of blessings. We, however we've been blessed and however God is blessing us and whatever God is doing for us, God said, look, I've got another level of blessings for each one of Of you. May we go there in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May we get there to that next level of blessings in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. So, John told us told the saints. He had much more to say, but more than you can now bear. Now, my prayer for each of us is that what we cannot bear today in the way of the truth, what we cannot take today in the way of the truth, that God will bring us into it in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, John says, look, it's more than you can now bear, not that you won't be able to bear it. you just can't bear it right now. My prayer for every one of us, the truth we can't bear today, we will bear tomorrow, and the truth that we that we can't bear tomorrow, we will bear next week, so we move in the truth. See the truth is much like a river, it flows. It flows. It flows. It keeps moving. It keeps moving. We don't want to get stuck and hung on a rock or stuck and hung in a in a place. We want just like a river moves, the truth moves. Just like if we want to ride down the river, we want to keep moving with the river. My prayer is that we will keep moving and riding with the truth. And the Bible says in verse 13, and we're, we're coming on to a close now. But when he, now John said, look, I can't say what I want to say to you right now because it's more than you can now bear. John says not that God won't bring you into it, not that God won't reveal it to you, not that God won't show it to you. But John says right now you are not ready for it. But he says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes now, now watch this children of God, because, you know, we said our topic was no truth in them now. And we dealt with individuals that, that don't have the proper understanding and revelation of sin, not having the proper revelation of sin can disqualify us. From even having the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. Not having the proper understanding, the proper revelation of sin can disqualify us from even having the Holy Spirit. You say, Apostle, how is that? Bible says, well, we went over yesterday in first john uh, chapter one, verse eight, if any man claims he has no sin, see that's an improper understanding of sin. that's the improper revelation of sin. Having an improper revelation of sin can disqualify you and me from even having the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that if any man claims he has no sin. Number one, he deceives himself. That's he, he's got his own self tricked. He, he's he's living in the midst of self deception. And number two, the Bible says, uh, and the truth is not in him. So claiming not to have any sin, one, you put yourself in self-deception Two, no truth in you or in an individual that claims they have no sin. Well, the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. So that disqualifies them from even having the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. We can do all kinds of stuff in church, uh, for the pastor, uh, all kinds of stuff. But it's the Holy Spirit listening to, submitting to, yielding to, and being led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible lets us to know that if any man hath not the spirit of God, if any man hath not the Holy Spirit, he's none of His. You can be on the church roster, you can preach in the pulpit, you can teach in Sunday school, but you've got to have the Holy Spirit to be a part of the church my prayer for everyone everyone every soul under the sound of my voice you know for those of you that have the holy spirit my prayer for you you listen to him even more for those of you that don't have the holy spirit may you receive him in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ the holy spirit is what it's all about, my brother and my sister. I, uh, the Holy Spirit is the seal of God. In other words, that is what proves that we are a part of God's holy family. Not what we do in the church, even though we, we thank God for that. But you can do things in the in the church and not have the Holy Spirit. You can preach and now have the Holy Spirit. you can teach and now have the Holy Spirit. We want this see listen, the Holy Spirit is what unites us as a people. See, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. It is the Holy Spirit that unites us as children of God all. Over the world. And through. our creation. If any man hath not the spirit of God. He is none. Of his. My prayer for you. My sincere prayer for you. Is that you. Make sure you do not leave this place called earth. Without receiving. The Holy. Spirit. Of God. I pray. And every soul, under the sign of my voice, pray, Father, if you do not have him, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son, that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sins. That he rose again from the dead, ascended on high, and that he is coming again. And the scripture lets us know that if we believe that. If we pray that prayer in sincerity, God will bless you and me with the gift of the Holy Spirit that will lead us, that will guide us, that will speak to us, let us know what we should do, let us know what we should not do. Do we always listen to him? No, come on now. Is, is do any of us have any of us had children that always listen to us? Well, we are children of God. God knows we don't always listen to him. But good sons and good daughters in the natural, they try to listen to their parents. Good sons and good daughters in the spiritual. They tried to listen to God, who is our heavenly Father. Come, come on, children of God. We're gonna have to go on down. Time is, time is going. John says, verse thirteen. But when He, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, whatever you want to call Him, when He comes. He will guide you. Now, God says, deal with that for a minute, Robert. The scripture says that when the Holy Spirit or when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. He will guide you. Well, what does that mean? The mere fact that we need to be guided into all truth is an indication that we are not already in all truth. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? That statement alone lets you and I know That we are not all the way where we should be, all the way where God wants us to be. If somebody has got to guide or has to guide you and I into something, that means that we're not there. If we've got to be guided there, what is God letting us to know? That you and me, my brother and my sister, we are not into all truth. We have not obtained it all yet. We have not yet been made perfect. We're not where we're going to be. We're not where God is taking us. We thank God for where we are. But we still have a ways to go. Each one of us. Apostles, we still have a ways to go. Prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, we still have a ways to go. Bishops, we still, because the Holy Spirit is constantly and continuously guiding us into all truth, into all revelation, into all understanding. There are things that we don't understand today that we will understand when the Holy Spirit takes us there. There are things that we don't know today that we will know when the Holy Spirit takes us there. There are things that we are not doing today that we will do when the Holy Spirit takes us there. He will guide you, not He has guided you. He will. So, my brother and my sister, I encourage you, don't be upset about what you don't know and what you can't do or what you're not doing today. The Holy Spirit. Continue following the Holy Spirit. Continue. Continue. Continue listening to the Holy Spirit. For where we are not today as children of God, we will get there. As the Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit and what the Lord is bringing in my spirit for years. I was a school teacher. Well, the mere fact that I was put in school to teach students should be an indication that you as a student, you don't know everything about Whatever the subject matter is that I was teaching, because I was put there to teach you. Well, much like the Holy Spirit, the mere fact that God has given us the Holy Spirit is an indication that we don't know everything, that we're not doing everything, we can't see everything. So, God has given us a helper. See, the Holy Spirit, amongst many other things, He is. Our helper. See, he'll help us see what we can't see on our own. He'll help us do what we can't do on our own. He'll help us go to places we couldn't go on our own. He is our helper. He'll he'll take us into truth that we couldn't go on our own the Holy Spirit. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. All right. So he will lead and guide us into, watch this, all truth. Now look at what the Bible says. Now this is important in in understanding this spirit that God has placed within you, child of God, and within within me. Because every child of God is either dealing with the Holy Spirit in one of two ways. Every child of God. Now, I believe you all are children of God that are in here with me. I see so many of you. And uh, I believe you're children of God. Every one of you is either dealing with the Holy Spirit in one of two ways. That's not what the Bible says. Scripture says he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. The Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears. Now, the question is, are you speaking what you hear from the Holy Spirit? Because every child of God is either speaking what they hear from the Holy Spirit or speaking what they have heard from somewhere else. At the end of the day, you'll find out it's the devil. God wants you and I. Since the Holy Spirit is only speaking what he hears, God wants you and I to only speak what we hear from the Holy Spirit. He only speaks what he hears. Now, where is the Holy Spirit hearing this from? God says, from me. God speaks. The Holy Spirit hears it. The Holy Spirit hears it. Speaks to us. God wants us to hear the Holy Spirit. And then speak what he tells us to speak. Every child of God. Is either. Hearing. The Holy Spirit. And speaking or. Not hearing the Holy Spirit and speaking and speaking or. Or not speaking under the unction. Of the Holy Spirit. God. Wants us to hear him. God wants us to speak as he instructs us. The Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears. God wants you and I to only speak what we hear from him. May that be our portion in the name of Jesus. And watch this. When we begin to discipline ourselves to speak as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he or the Holy Spirit will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit. Is a spirit of prophecy. The Holy Spirit. Is a spirit of revelation. The Holy Spirit. Is the spirit of God. That sees all. Knows all. Understands all. So when we began to speak. Under. The unction. Of the Holy Spirit. We will begin to. Know and understand what is yet to come. In other words, future events will be unfolded to you and I as we submit and yield and listen to the Holy Spirit. See, if we keep talking instead of listening to the Holy Spirit, then we You know, there'll be confusion, there'll be, but if we take the time to listen and to submit to the Holy Spirit, God will take the time to reveal to us what is yet to come or future events. Verse 14 says, he will glorify me. Because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that, but Jesus said, look, all that belongs to the father. And I think I said John earlier, but Jesus is talking to to his disciples here. Jesus said, all that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So understand, my brother and my sister, that what the Holy Spirit is making known to us, showing us, revealing to us, saying to us, is that which he has received from God. The Holy Spirit Is what connects you and I as children of God to God. Bless the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is what connects us as people of God. Listen, children of God. I've been to so many countries and nations around this world. All in other Places where people don't even speak my language. But they have the Holy Spirit. And that has connected us. See, the Holy Spirit connects us. When you see Christians at odds with one another, Protestants versus Catholics or this group versus that group, that means somebody is not listening to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is one. There's only one Holy Spirit, my brother and my sister. You know, there's either one, there's only one Holy Spirit. What God wants us to do. Much like there's on your radio there's only one 96.5. You might have all kinds of other stations, but there's only one 96.5. Well, what God wants you and I to do. Is to get on the same frequency. Get on the same page. By getting on the Holy Spirit. By listening to him. You know. Letting him lead us. Letting him guide us. As we listen to and are led by the spirit of God. Disagreements. Arguments. Fights. Misunderstandings. All of these things will begin to disappear. In the body of Christ. God means for us. As his children to be at peace. Listen, listen to me. You think uh, Catholics and Protestants going to be fighting in heaven? Can can you see that? Can you imagine that? Catholics and Protestants fighting in heaven or or that? No. Heaven is a place of peace. Heaven is a place of bliss. You know, heaven is a place where people are Submitting, submissive to the Spirit of God. So, you know, we've got to learn this here in this life before God can take us up in the next life. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Now, When there's no truth, now remember, we were talking about, and my time is just about up, but we said our topic was no truth in them. Now, when you're dealing with individuals that don't have the Holy Spirit, it's constantly going to be something that they want to argue about. You know, constantly wants to be something that they're going to disagree about when they don't have to when there's no truth in them see they they can't be at peace god it wants to bring you and i to a place of peace in the church the church is the body of christ the church there should not be fights in your natural body your body is not fighting against itself you know if it is there is a serious problem because your body is meant to work with itself. We are meant as children of God to work with one another. And that is my prayer for each one of you under the sound of my voice. My prayer is you have been blessed today. Uh, By the preaching and teaching of God's word. I want to encourage you. Allow the Holy Spirit. To do his job. The Holy Spirit. Is what God will use. To bring you and I. Into the character. Of Christ. The Holy Spirit. Um, what the Lord has showed me in my spirit. I have a shower in my bathroom. And from time to time, that shower gets dirty. And I have this cleaner. That I have to spray on it and leave it for a certain amount of time before I wipe it off. Now, once you spray it on, you just have to let it work. Let it clean. If you take it off too early, it's not going to clean. If you leave it on there too late, there's going to be another problem. You have to let it stay the appointed amount of time and then when you clean it off or you remove it, uh, it does a very wonderful job cleaning the shower. Well, that is much how you and I must do with the Holy Spirit. Let him work. Let him work in your marriage. You got to let him work in your ministry. You've got to let him work in your walk with God. Let the Holy Spirit work. And when he works, he will make everything so beautiful. Much like my, my uh, shower cleaner. When it works right. And does its job, it makes my shower all so beautiful and so clean. The Holy Spirit will do an even greater job inside of you and inside of me as he is and what he's doing much like that that cleaner in my shower he is that cleaner is 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 scrubbing and cleaning and removing stains and removing. The Holy Spirit is doing the same with you and me, removing spots and wrinkles and every other blemish, so blemished, so that we can be clean, pure, holy, and righteous. We're in the process now. Holy Spirit is still cleaning us. No, pastor's not perfect. You are not perfect. We are not perfect. Holy Spirit is still cleaning, still cleaning, still cleaning. But know this, my brother and my sister, when he finishes his work in you, and he finishes his work in me, we will be just like Jesus. Without spot, without wrinkle, or any other blemish. Praise the Lord. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. We appreciate your patience today. We pray the Lord is blessing you and that you have a very fruitful and productive day. Uh, Those of you all that want to contact us or feel free to go to our church website. Those that want to make donations to the ministry, feel free. We, We welcome those. We don't love money, but we certainly use money. We have bills to pay and things to, to take care of uh, in the body of Christ or, or in the ministry just like, just like you do in your home. And so we thank God for for each of you. We pray that heaven is smiling on you and continues to smile on you. Uh, The Lord willing, we'll see you a little later on this evening. This is Apostle Robert Bryant signing out. Amen.